You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my special guest, Brother Jay. Hey, 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 that's me, the other host of Popcorn Culture. The special guest. Yeah. The most specialiest the of most guests. The most special guest, the other host, the guy who was always here. That's me, Decided, Jazzy J. Decidedly not the one true host is all it really comes down to. Well, for now. Well, you well, know. you know. Hey, Ben, look, 32 weeks in a row is a pretty good streak. It's not so bad. It's not bad, but I'm not saying it can't be broken, you know? I mean, oh, goodness me. Can, can you, you imagine? You I, would have to fall from serious grace oh yes to yes. be outpaced I, the, in this that, regard i do feel like this is this is good news is every week that i continue to be the one true host my streak extends even further right and then it's almost like even if the day ever came right where i had to hand over the title mm-hmm. the truth is i would still have that streak you would have that and streak the announcers would always be like he's he's on a hot streak right now but he's still a long way away from that 32 episode streak the thing is because even if yes even if the day came, it feels like that would rustle up some some uh, competition in the Patreon. It would. And it feels like it would probably waver back and forth. So even, even, even if I got to the point where somehow I had hosted, true hosted, because obviously I'm a host. Uh, well, yeah, special, th- special guest. 32 episodes. <laughs> special guest. But go on. More than 32 episodes. It feels unlikely that it would be 32 episodes in a row. True. You know? True, true, true. And the other thing is, well, this is this is where you might have a slight advantage in this particular situation. Diehard fans yeah. may point out that prior to the advent of the Patreon, which yeah. is actually how we determine who's the one true host every That's week. That's true, yes. There was a period of time where I was hosting not predetermined by anything. Oh, you're right. So you're it's right. kind of like, how how many episodes in were we when the Patreon was created, and therefore do those count towards my streak? <sighs> a hotly contested topic, I'm sure. Obviously they don't count at all, but... They um... count. I think they count. <laughs> I think it goes back to I think it goes back to you know, at that point in time... You, you could have contested harder. You could have fought more. Ben, if the to people be, didn't have a voice, I don't see how it could possibly count, is, uh, is how I... It sounded like me, really what happened it. was you didn't have a voice during that period of time. The people did not have a voice during that time. And you know what? When we cross that bridge, and who knows if one day we will, you know, but uh, we'll, we'll have to discuss it again. <laughs> We will have to discuss it again. I'm going to come in. Oh, man, I shouldn't say this. I'm going to come in straight uh, host 
Blazing. I don't even know. What is... Buns Glazing? Buns Glazing. I'm going to come in straight Buns Glazing. Buns Glazing has got to be the best spoonerism I've ever heard. It is. And it's so oh much better God. than, it so than its counterpart. much better. Yeah. So oh I'm going to... That's it. That's it. I'm going to come in Buns Glazing. <sighs> and, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to host like people have never seen before. But now I feel like I'm encouraging people to vote for host Jazzy J. Yeah. So that they can see what Buns Glazing Ben looks like. Dude. Because people aren't prepared for Buzzy Bee's Buns Glazing. Yeah. It's actually, it kind of sounds like a donut shop. It, yeah, Buzzy Bee's Glazed Buns. Glazed Buns. Oh my gosh, it sounds like like honey buns, basically. It does it sound like honey buns. honey buns. Everybody oh knows that Jay loves bean bags and that I'm known for my honey buns. I mean, I wish you were known for your honey buns, Ben. It could I happen. Hope, I hope you are eventually known. I, man, I really like this buns glazing. I, this feels like this feels like like there should be something that exists that says buns glazing and is related to the pop, like a like a like a pin or a patch or a something, like a something. Like yeah, a something. Like people need to like be able to display on their person some version of like, yeah, I came into this room buns glazing right now. Oh my god, that's right, that's I right. I so hope the world adopts the phrase buns glazing. Like he walked into the room buns glazing. Sure. Sure. Oh. Yeah. And I, I let's. I think I would even take this a step further to like d- to declare that we're talking. I and I hopefully I've got this right because in the world of donuts, there's like yeast based like kind of donuts and then like cakey donuts. Yeah. Yeah. The yeast based ones are going to be what you get at the uh, the old the old Dunkaroos, the old Dunkin' Donuts, the I, the DD. I would argue that yeast based donuts and buns yeah. alike yeah. are superior. I agree with you. You do? Abs- dude. I had like, no idea where this was going to go. I was like, we could be in debate format. Um, we could. And I thought about siding with the cake donuts just just for the sake of argument. But to do so would be just such a dishonor to donuts everywhere. It really would be. There's, I mean, like, it's not like a good cake donut isn't good. No, sure, sure, yeah. sure. I mean... And, and good ones exist. Yeah. But... When I when I think of a perfect bite of donut, it's that light, airy, magnificent, sugary, melt in your mouth treat. All of the above. Exactly. Also, also, I'm a my perfect donut yeah. is pink icing and sprinkles. Dude, same. What? Dude, how whenever, are we agreeing so much? This is it's un it's unprecedented here on the here on the pop, but it it just sounds to me like how could you possibly improve upon a pink glazed yeast donut with rainbow sprinkles? You when you, when you have that combination of of donut characteristics, yeah. you're buns glazing. You are buns glazing, my friend. Just straight up, straight. No, okay. So fun fact but about buns glazing is still honey buns, right? Well, it is. Okay. It is. But you know, like the, we have a honey bun that comes with pink frosting on the ben, top. Ben. With Ben, yes. You know what we should have at CastleCon? We should have a buns glazing stand where people can get pink donuts and honey buns. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's without a doubt, without a doubt, going on the menu. Oh. Um, oh. Because so CastleCon just got so much better. CastleCon. Every time we discuss or come up with a new idea, it, it's just like it continues to become a better and better event. So for those who don't know out there, the, the game plan as a collective, all of us together, all of us. like we're all in on it. That's right. the best part about it like you sitting in your car you walking your dog and cleaning up after it on the street like all of us out there are coming together we're going to purchase a castle and we're going to throw the best ever castle con 
that there ever was. Because the existing CastleCon is a board board game convention. Get this, get this. At a hotel! Oh, Ben, yes. Obviously, we talked much about CastleCon and our desire to have a castle to host it at in the last pop. And people looked up, did CastleCon already exist? Yeah. Because it's a pretty good name. Seems like someone would have scooped it up as it were. Sure. And you're correct. The existing CastleCon, or at least the one in the States, was a board game convention at a hotel. At Not even a real castle. Wait. Why don't call it HotelCon? Seriously. Or S- TableCon. Table, like anything. I mean, don't, yeah. don't, uh, there's nothing worse. And no offense that the actual CastleCon out there. It sounds like you guys are doing great work. Yeah, if you want us to like come be special guests, we're totally in. We're totally in. Um, but like, it's, just, it's so, it's, you know, this happens all the time yeah. where I have like, I have an idea for something, mm. right? You know, and then you're like, I'm going to look up if anybody else has used that name. And sure enough, someone has because, you know, like we're slowly depleting the world supply of cool names. Look, but Ben, that doesn't mean that name's not still available. Right. But I mean, for the right price, the right price. Look, or, not even for the right price. Do you remember uh, KFC and Big Chicken? They tried to use popcorn culture, you know? It's true. You know? We took it clean back. <laughs> Take that, big chicken. Big chicken. Didn't nope. even know. <laughs> That's a throwback. Oh, oh, you know, uh, I love that one too because, you know, we have like little kernels. We yeah. took down big kernel. We took down big kernel. Big kernel. With the little kernels. That's right. Little kernel took down big chicken and big kernel. Well done, everyone. Popcorn culture for the win. And also CastleCon, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. We just need a castle. In the most polite way possible. In the most polite way possible. We will, we will even give you some of our glazed buns. Yeah. As part of the deal. Yeah. You know, but so no, this our is buns the, glazed. Our, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing though, is that like, sometimes you come up with an idea for something and you're like, oh, I wonder if like, I wonder if anybody already has that name. And there's nothing worse than looking it up and finding out that someone does. And like, it's just an account that someone created that like, they're not specifically using for anything. That is the worst. But it's like, is there any way for me? Like I need, I need to be able to talk to this person and be like, Hey, I really, really like, I have a good use for this name that you like so cleverly, like, by the way, came up with really, right. honestly, you've done an amazing job coming yeah. up with something so clever. And and, but I need it. Yeah. I need it from you. And with that, you know, we'll be able to take it and go great places. Exactly. And I will leave you with Buns Glazed. Yeah. Which sounds kind of weird. Do you, so you, do we need to look up is Buns Glazing already taken? Is Buns Glazing? Yeah, maybe. But who knows? I mean, because I, now I feel like my mind's already like three steps to forming a bakery. Right. You know? Like, <laughs> of course. Like, this is, don't worry, Jay. I'm already, I, I think I have a location in mind even. So we'll be good. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll take you over. We can have a tour of the, uh, of, of the rounds or whatever or we could just sell these buns at the first ever carlin brothers coffee location that that could be the other option mm-hmm. just i'm throwing out ideas yeah this is what jay has to deal with all the time all the time all the time all it's all like the time. just another idea how about we sell our honey to an existing bakery for them to use on their buns glazing i'm completely unsatisfied with the scenario but then we get the advertising for the honey we get to tell people about this cool bakery and support it and we still make some money off of it probably well he never know i mean yeah so i don't know okay 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 so i i feel that i've you've met me at five percent uh-huh we'll i'll continue chipping away at that i was i would say that was like a 90 percent no that was not yeah, no like no 90 percent of the way there that's 90 percent of the to the distance you're willing to go yeah which means that you have 10 percent more distance which is going to cover a lot more ground everybody knows the last 10 percent is where you spend all your time uh-huh yeah which is you 20%. know coming up with our own franchise and you know like basically developing a nationwide chain that yeah. is highly responsible and pays living wages you know that type of thing that type of thing this 
this is what we need to do, Jay. Oh, we have tons of spare time for this. Tons. Tons. I'm so glad you agree. Yeah. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. You only exactly. have twins at home and another child. Exactly. Three under three. Buns glazing. We'll Here we come. Okay, so circling back to my donut order problem. So for the longest time, I've known that pink with sprinkles is by far my favorite donut. Yeah. But I always run into this trouble of like, I don't know if like maybe I'm like a little bit like for, for no reason, but like somewhat embarrassed that that's like my favorite donut. Oh no. So when I'm going through like, you know, up to the counter at the donut shop and I'm like, you know, getting my assortment of donuts, I'm always finding that I'm, that I'm like unwilling, like it's almost like I need to like sneak it in there, like plan at the end and be like, you know what? Throw in two of the pink with sprinkles while we're at it. It adds a little color to the box. A little afterthought for it. You know, yeah. like, I mean, it's like we had we had two left. Yeah, we'll throw those in there. No big, no big. I know Jay's going to eat one, which means he'll leave me with one. So that'll be good. That'll I didn't good. know this was your favorite. I didn't either. So I, I've added that detail, oh. you know, retroactively. Okay. Realistically, it used to be. And then I'll have two. Okay. Then I'll have two pink with sprinkles. I see. But yeah, like for some reason. So like, you know, then I was spending all this time, like, you know, because you're up there and it's a lot of pressure and there's people in line behind you. It is a lot of pressure. Right. Like, yeah. why don't they have like a go-to assortment that's just twelve pink with sprinkles? Right. You're like, I would like a variety. I would like a, a variety, and they're like, oh, that we have a predetermined variety for you. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Yep. It's all pink with sprinkles. Yeah. I used to work at a Panera Bread. Yeah. And one of the most common orders people would have is uh, the the baker's dozen of bagels. Yep. Right? And so there was several ways you could do this. They could, of course, just pick out the 13 bagels they wanted. Sure. Or you could just push a button. They, they, sometimes they would say, just like, give me a, a variety. Okay. And there was a button you'd press and it would just be like, you know, randomize or whatever. Yeah. And it was not always uh, the same variety. It would just like spit them out. Oh. So, but I would always follow it, whatever it spits. I was like, that's good enough for me. Sure, sure. <laughs> and because they do like do inventory with the bagels and stuff at the end of the night because they keep track of how many they produced at the beginning and then how many are left. So they know like what the supply and demand should be. For a specific time. Yeah. yeah. And of course yeah. it'll like ring it in as if they also want to make sure that you like delivered the appropriate stuff from the rec- from the orders and stuff. So I would ring it in. I would, okay, it said three cinnamon crunch and two Asiago. Okay, I'll, I'll just do it as it says. Yeah, yeah. So that all the numbers lined up. But I, to my knowledge, Duncan, Donuts doesn't have their predetermined variety. To my knowledge, they all. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do not know that they do. Yeah. Okay. Interesting thing. Going back to Panera Bagels, you you specifically mentioned the cinnamon crunch. Yeah. Okay. There is this weird. I love the cinnamon crunch, especially if you put butter on it. You get like that sweet, <sighs> sweet, sweet and salty thing going oh, on. Yeah. It's like it's super delicious. Very good. But it's a straight danger to your hands. I don't know if you've ever toasted one before, and then you think, you think I worked at Panera Bread without toasting five zillion cinnamon crunch bagels? I'm 100 percent sure it happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this has never crossed your path, but yeah. let me tell you what happens is the sugar melts and turns into basically lava. Yeah. And there's this problem where mom and dad had this, like, you know, up and down toaster. Yeah. And... Th- the great thing to mom and dad's t- credit is they had this pair of like bamboo tongs that just so happened to be in the drawer that wasn't even a silverware drawer right in front of our toaster. Do you remember this? Of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Y- you lived in the same house. As I me. lived in the same house. You made a bagel or two. Yeah. <laughs> but never one like this. Yeah. And so for whatever reason, though, it seemed like maybe the only time my, my memory would lapse and forget that the bamboo tongs were right there available for use. I would go to pick up what is now melted molten sugar which would burn my fingertips and ruin my whole bagel experience toasting the cinnamon crunch bagel there's certainly an art to it and if you do it wrong you will have burnt sugar burnt sugar no good no good at all but even if you do it right 
you're just going to have lava sugar. Lava sugar. So and this, then, yeah. it's a high risk, high reward situation. It, <laughs> yes. Like, you it know. Is, it is for sure. Yeah. But then if you undercook it, I mean, then you just have like a semi-warm bagel, <gasps> not toasted. Who even wants it that? It seems like it feels like there's pockets of cold. No good. Okay. Here's the other thing too about applying butter to bagels mm. is I feel like I have this issue where I am like convinced that the butter will not melt unless you apply it while still like molten hot. Right. And so like I get like a little bit stressed every time I'm toasting anything that needs butter put on it because if the butter doesn't melt, then it's a failure of toasted object. Okay, you know? like if you have to like bite through a s still solid pat of butter. A, a still solid pat. Yeah. Yes, no, that would be the, the functional worst way to- Enjoy toast. To enjoy toast. Yeah. Which by the way, I love toast. Oh, my- wife that has been baking sourdough recently and it is the best thing ever i love it so much like if this is it's like to the point where i think my new advice for when people are like oh i'm getting like do you have any advice for new married couples my advice is going to be bake bread bake bread break bread not like not not like not like your wife has to bake bread or something. Oh, sure, you sure, know, sure. Just somebody. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe you do it together. But make bread, fresh bread in your house. It doesn't have to be sourdough. It can be bread. But like it to me. It can be bread. If not sourdough, it can be any, it can be any, any other, other kind bread. of bread. Maybe okay. it's French baguettes. Maybe it's whole wheat. Do You do you. But to me, I can't even describe to you how much like joy I feel like it brings into our house to have fresh baked bread. And like, I, I, it's like an indescribable, like un intangible thing, but it is powerful. Interesting. I, this is my new advice. Bake bread. Bake bread Do for it. our bakery. Yeah, that's right. See, see, uh -huh. I'm, I'm getting a little bit further on this one. Uh -huh. it's, Jay, you just described basically like the, the marriage advice you would give to the world is to bake bread. Yeah. And well, I guess if we have a, a location that bakes yeah. bread, then it does take away from the individual's ability to, to claim joy from having baked their own bread. This is the thing, even if you're like, yeah, even if you work at a bakery, you shouldn't, I mean, you should make your own bread at home. At home. Yeah. Okay. Is it complicated to make bread? I feel it, like- No, this is the thing about, so I mean, it's it's so weird because any every single YouTube video you look up about how to make sourdough, people are like, sourdough is dead easy. Here's 30 steps. You're like, well, did you hear yourself though? 30 steps is too many steps. I'm more right. of a six steps kind of person, yeah. but- it's 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 so straightforward because it's like it's like flour and water and salt and that's it. It's like that's it. It's just three ingredients. Yeah. And it's like once you I think are in the routine, it's really not that complicated. No individual step is that complicated. But there is like a certain amount of you have to feed your starter like once a week, and you have to you know let it rise and then portion some of it out. And like there's like all this discard uh, starter that you just like get rid of. Or then then there's whole recipes for like what do you do with the discard? And people are like this is what I do with the discard. Oh. And yeah, so that's like its own fun little subgenre of sourdough. Okay. But then even when you're going to bake it, it's like okay, you really got to like it's like even though no individual thing is that hard it's just like you need to check in like every several hours with the next step interesting like, like, do a thing let it rest or rise or whatever you do with bread so maybe and then a, come back it yeah. sounds like the ultimate like peripheral task though it is like this is this is something that like i tended I, that like i tended to like to do and i think you are against the idea of multitasking if i remember correctly or are you f adamantly for the idea of multitasking um i i know you're you're passionate <clears throat> about it 
I would say no. This 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 would suit me. Okay. To me, if someone says they're good at multitasking and what they mean is that they're good at focusing on two things at once, I disagree with you entirely and I don't want someone who has split focus. Oh, I see, But yes. to me, like, good multitasking is recognizing the correct priority of your tasks and recognizing as well anything that is going to need to like like you can you can start and then it'll need to like be running in the background yes and like prioritizing those correctly so the most number of things are getting done simultaneously simultaneously yes. so it's like oh i need to do the laundry and uh, i don't know make coffee and clean up the living room sure you know so you don't want to start with cleaning up the living room. What right. you want to do very first is put all the laundry in the washing machine and then press go and then clean the living room because then that's being washed as you clean. I like understand. That is That to me is like good multitasking. Yeah, You're yeah, You're getting yeah. several things done at the same time by sequencing them in the appropriate way. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. So sequencing, that's the word I'm really more into. Multitasking, bad phrase. Sequencing. sequencing is the appropriate skill set you're looking for. Okay, so how much of your sequencing comes from like studied or carefully planned thought versus like your brain's own ability to start like placing the hierarchy of these tasks in such a way that like you can pretty organically just like find your way being like, okay, like, I'm going to start this and then press grind on the coffee beans. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to like do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Like do you like plan this in advance. Is it like trial and error? Like what is bringing you to the point where you're like, like where you've like mastered your sequence? Oh, I mean, certainly there's a little bit of trial and error, but the, the good skill to start with is thinking about, okay, like, there, there's one every morning when I wake up and like it's my morning to wake up with the twins and feed them. Okay. What time is that? It could vary wildly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Today it was like 645. So you mean the twins don't just set their alarm clock at night and then wake up at the appropriate time. Not not even one little bit. Not even one little bit. Tough twins. Yeah, they are. They wake up whenever they want. And sometimes it'll be like, you can tell they've had like a bad swallow and have had like a momentary choke. And they'll just immediately, that, that is the worst. Because then you're you're from zero to 60. Got it. And you're like, I'm up. Okay, let's do it. Okay, okay, okay. Let's stop. Okay. <laughs> you're okay? You're all right? You're not choking. Good. Great. Uh, <clears throat> that's fan. That's, that's a real fun way to wake up at three in the morning let me tell you nice just absolute screaming but you know it's okay um so like every morning i'll come downstairs and it's like okay here's the things i need to get done i need to get the water microwaving so that i can warm up the bottles i gotta get the bottles out of the fridge i need to use the bathroom i need to make a second trip upstairs to get the second twin i gotta get my coffee going okay right so the first thing you want to do after you bring twin number one down is you want to like highly relatable process highly relatable yeah. but this is like a good thing so so first thing you want to do is recognize that the water needs to be is going to take two minutes full time to get going. Yes. And the babies are crying. So the first thing like that's the biggest problem you're trying to solve. Stop the babies crying. And you're not going to be able to feed them the bottles until after the milk has been sitting in the water for several minutes. Okay. And they're already crying. And you're at least two minutes away from the water being warm for that Woo. process to start. Woo. Okay. Right. Sequencing so, at its best. Sequencing. So baby one is down. Immediately put the water in the microwave two minutes go 
Now, the trick is, what are you doing with those two minutes? Right. Now, if you were really smart, like maybe if I'm really good at it, I have prepped the day before, like the coffee maker. Oh, So nice. that I will, I will even, as I walk down, I'll switch the coffee maker on. So that's even going even before I get to the water. Excellent. Okay. If I haven't, maybe I stop and I turn the Keurig on because that has to heat up for a second. But while I'm getting the other things going, that can heat up. Sure. So water's going. Then you want to get the coffee going. Then you want to use the bathroom. Then you want to get the other one. Hopefully you can do all that in two minutes. So Dude. that everything's done at about the same time. Let me stop you right there because the microwave is one of these unusual things that I feel like I've noticed where if I am like reheating my coffee for literally I press like the 30 second button. Yeah. Sometimes I am blown away at what I am able to get accomplished inside of 30 seconds. Yeah. Like the, de the dedication of 30 seconds of time spent like even tidying my kitchen. Yeah. Like half the time I can like clear off all of the surfaces and like, yeah. you know, like have my dishes prepped for like being cleaned inside of that 30 second period of time. You're not wrong at all. And there's definitely other times of day where I've got yeah, my little two minute timer and I'm like, well, what can I do to make these two minutes productive? So I'm not just standing here and be like, I'm just gonna, you know, disassemble all these bottle parts and put them in the sink and get them soaking so that at least that task is underway. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So there's that. Uh, but yeah, that is, that's part of good sequencing, but they, you can get, you can step it back even further because if you're the person waking up in the morning, it also means you're waking up first in the night to feed them. Ooh. So like, even before I go to bed, I will like try and have everything, like this is this is where multitasking is like, you're doing stuff now to make stuff easier later. Yes. You know, it's like, like all the little steps I do to feed the babies, it's like one, I wanna know where the TV remote is. So I'm gonna put it exactly where I want it to be. Sure. I already know I'm gonna need to be able to like put, uh, the, like uh, the way our coffee table and couch is arranged, like you need to be able to put your foot up on the coffee table. So so I can like lean back and hold the babies, but I'll put the pillow there ahead of time and I'll put the what? pillow against, I'll put my other pillow against the back of the couch so I'll have the appropriate seating arrangement. I'll put the little Pyrex we heat up the water in, in the microwave ahead of time and set the timer ahead of time. So I don't even have to press the buttons. Holy cow. So when I walk down, I can walk through the, the kitchen, immediately hit bink on the microwave. Bink. Get that going, set baby down, turn the TV on, get second bit, like got a whole well-oiled machine. And it's all about like, cause otherwise you gotta do all these little things which don't seem like they take much time and they don't, but everything takes way more time once the baby is crying. And it only takes about, you know, three seconds to do any of these things ahead of time while they're asleep. Oh yeah, 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 okay. So <clears throat> the amount of planning that's going into sequencing yeah. starts to become rather critical. Yeah. So I think that's interesting though, because one of the things I've slowly started to realize about myself is that one of my absolute biggest motivators, and this is possibly the byproduct of being like the child of a reporter mm -hmm. is deadlines. Like yeah. I am terrible at tasks that do not need to be done by a certain point in time. Yes. Like this is like, it, for me, it's always the type of thing where I will get everything done, but I will usually get it done when there is only just about the amount of time available left to still get it done inside of. Mm -hmm. That is sort of like the way in which I operate. But I like what you're saying here, where it's almost like part of your deadlines, almost even for like prepping all these other things is almost like, it, it's like, I, I have to do this in advance. Like the deadline is before I go to bed, right. all of those things need to be 
set up. So you can like hack your brain a little bit and all of a sudden start to be a planner even though you're a deadliner. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Exactly. Interesting. This is, this is yeah, and you have to like seize open opportunities as much as you can. Like like I mentioned, having the coffee ready the night before. Right. Like, there are times when I, if I recognize like I've got like one minute like and all the coffee's gone, I will prep, you know, next morning's coffee at like 10.30 a.m. the day before and they'll just be sitting there ready to go. At all times. At all times. So like this is off my brain plate. As soon as I come downstairs in the morning, flip. Because coffee doesn't take a ton of time to make, but you know, you got to rinse out the pot. You got to like fill it up twice, yep. probably to rinse the coffee out and then get the clean coffee in. Then you got to pour it. Then you got to get like, you know, ugh. It takes a while. It's all the steps. It's no. all the steps. And the baby's crying. Yeah. No, I get this completely because we, once upon a time, this is like one of those strange moments uh, where like it was a really good moment where somebody just said something to me and I was like, oh, let me make that change. And then I made it and then like literally never looked back. And it was somebody bringing up the idea of like the negative impact of like the plastic reusable K-cups. Yeah. And it was like someone said it to me and I was like, oh, cool. Like while I'm sitting here, like let me order a couple of like reusable K-cups. Yeah. And I'll, I'll like give that a go and see if like I can adapt to it yeah and totally did and like for the past like four years of my life i've been using the same eight reusable k-cups that cost like four bucks on amazon or something like that and i've just had them but this is my like dilemma with coffee is that i am definitely one of those people in the morning where until i've had my coffee it's gonna be hard pressed to get me to like communicate just about anything right like my brain has not started up yet for the day so i do a lot of just sort of like staring off into the distance like even if i'm walking the dogs before yeah. i've had coffee it's kind of like i can go around the entire block and i'm a pretty talkative person in general mm -hmm. like I usually have a lot to say yeah i could i could like walk the whole half mile walk that we do with the dogs in the morning and have not spoken right you know and it's like very un uncharacteristic of me. Sure. Um, but the problem with having these reusable K-cups is no, it's, it's really not that big of a hassle, but it's almost like pots and pans in college where there are enough of them. You know, like if everybody oh. moves into an apartment together and everybody uh, has their own pots and pans this is going. and there's always a clean pot available because everybody's grandparents gave them the 20 piece Cafalon set. Yeah. Then it means like, oh, well, why would I clean this other pan that like someone else used to cook oh. when there's another one in the cabinet? Oh, I'll this use is that my one. advice for all college roommates. One set one of set. plates and bowls and silverware. Yep. One set. What happens so often, all four roommates bring their own set. Now you got 20 plates. Plates. Never a reason to do the plates until there's the biggest pile of dishes. The biggest. Yeah. Just the biggest. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10 percent off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop which wow that is a crazy offer 10 percent off a 400 slab pack that's like 40 dollars right there anyway that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10 percent off your first purchase When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So anyway, that's that's the issue I run into is um, like on any given day, I try to be really proactive about it, but you have to go and empty each individual pod like, you know, into the trash can. Yeah. You have to rinse it out mm-hmm. and you have to dry it off. And then I have like a small little bowl that I put next to my Keurig that has all of the reusable K cups in it. Right. And so like when I come downstairs and that bowl is full, I'm like, it's a good day. It's a good day. You, Everything. Don't, have to, you don't have to worry about cleaning out coffee grinds and grounds and everything. Everything is right mm-hmm. with the world. And that means that before I go on the dog walk, I have the ability to go ahead and like you know make my coffee no right. probs yeah but the problem is if i have to go and rinse them all out then usually especially because we have chewy now who is so itty bitty that he cannot hold it oh so it's like it's like as soon as he eats food the timer has started right it's like at this point in time if like once he's done eating you he's outside like go outside you gotta go because otherwise you've you've created another mess and at that point in time you haven't had your coffee and you have to clean up you know dog poop from the floor which you can't have um can't have it right because i yeah. need to go and make karen's spoils 
no spoilers. Yeah. Karen spoilers upset. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Actually, so. that's that's a funny bit of feedback from last week. Is apparently when I was describing the dog poop lady. Yeah. I was in the process of saying that I was going to refer to her as Karen, and then I immediately followed it up with spoilers. That's not really her name. Yeah. But there was one person out there who emailed me and thought that what I said was that her name was Karen Spoilers. What a great name. I know, right? Karen yeah. Spoilers. Karen yeah. Spoilers. Because she's spoiling all of my fun, and yeah. she her name is Karen, but not really. So anyway, Karen Spoilers. Okay. I needed to go and make her upset. So this is these are like the thoughts that are racing through my mind in the morning. Gotcha. Is the level of impact of basically one person who told me not to use K-cups anymore. Yeah. Which meant that I stopped using K-cups altogether, which meant that now when I'm prepping my coffee, it is like directly impacting how I get outside. Do so you still remember every time you like are going through your coffee, you're still remembering the impact, the one person who said it? The one person who said it. Oh man. Yeah. Like you, you haven't like severed ties between that person and just a, a normal part of your life now. And just having adopted this yourself, right. which is an interesting thing. Like yeah. it, it, the same phenomenon happens to me. Like if somebody introduces me to like a kind of music, yeah. it, I never own that music. Like it's ah. like, it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, our friend Mike told me about this band and I like it now. But like, it's like a band that Mike likes that he showed me that I now appreciate, but like I can never self-identify as like an individual oh. like fan of it. It's oh. like, I like something can, that my friend Mike like, likes. Oh dude, this sounds like something that you, I think you can work on. Really? <laughs> I think I think you can, you're totally allowed to take ownership of this stuff. Oh, interesting, interesting. So. Because <laughs> I, I mean, maybe there's something to be said for the fact that like you adopted it, therefore you liked it. And yeah. you know, the discovery was available like somewhere out in the world like the information was there yeah but no i this is like something that we talk about uh very frequently even like with our trivia we do like the j versus ben yeah. on our main super carlin brothers channel where we face off with you know different fandom trivia and almost i feel like almost all things that i know this is me going out way on a limb i feel like i can tell you when i learned the piece of information mm -hmm. like i can like almost everything i know as unorganized as my brain is right i can usually trace back to the moment that I came to know right whatever it is that I know okay so to me there's not like there's nothing wrong with that and I could probably tell you like the origin of many of the things I own or probably a lot of the things I know as well but I would also say it sounds like you're wasting a whole lot of hard drive space on the cash on, on yeah on the cash interesting yeah so maybe I need to like drag all that into the recycling bin hit empty and just be like it's okay just like I just know these things I just know these I don't things. need to I don't have to constantly be giving credit to every piece of open free information that's out there in the world to the source that gave it to me because it exists out there. True. You know? It is information that exists out there. But I don't know. It's like, it's almost like a kind of like credit that I apply to the people who say these things to me that like had such a lasting impact. Yeah. Like it's something that very frequently I would love to like be able to communicate to people. Like he, you said something once that like literally changed my behavior. Well, okay. I agree with you on that front. And I think what I'm saying though, is that like, it, it's fine to like recognize that someone gave that to you and then like to even bring that up. Like, oh yeah, someone brought this up to me and like know where the information came from but to like have your brain reference back to that person every single time you use a k-cup is like uh, i at in the act of using this i'm giving credit to that person that sounds like a oh no that's i wouldn't say that it's that aggressive okay that aggressive i would just say that yeah it's it's it is interesting to be able to put the pieces of the puzzle together of mm -hmm. how like this particular series of decisions that i make right are and how it reflects to karen spoilers okay <laughs>
That's what it comes down to. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, this has been a fascinating discussion about sequencing, way better than multitasking. Oh, yeah. And I'm very curious to know what kind of sequencing people have employed in their uh, daily life because this is the sort of thing that, like, you can start with big picture stuff, like the order of, like, overall chores, but then you can, like, break individual chores down into their own levels of sequencing. You know, like, for example, like, when I am loading the dishwasher, I am loading the dishwasher in a very specific way such that unloading the dishwasher is faster. Oh! So that way, and because I have like particular self-enforced rules on loading it, it also makes it easier to load because everything then has a place it goes. Right. As opposed to just like, well, the bowls usually go here unless there's something already there and then they'll helter skelter over here and I'll just put this there and I'm just trying to fit in as many things as possible. Right. And that's a big disaster when you're going to unload it. You got to, I don't know, it's not as good. So, but you can like, I'm sure people have broken this down like, oh, these are all my tricks for laundry going faster. These are all my tricks for cleaning my room faster. These are all my tricks for, yeah, unloading the dishwasher, whatever it is. There's a bunch of like sequencing that can take place inside of every little thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think the uh, stuff like that is always so fascinating to me because like it might seem like you're really particular about everything, but to me, it's more like just like efficiency is just king. It's just like the faster, the more ways you can employ to make something faster is always better because then you're getting time back and time is the real resource. Well, that, and I do think that's true. I do think that when it comes down to it, there is a lot to be said for the amount that you can start to understand the importance of that like scarce resource, which is time. Right. Is yeah, like it, it starts to get to the point where like if you know that you can do something faster and you're not doing it as fast as you like as efficiently as you can be, mm-hmm. it's not a matter of like running yourself so aggressively that you are feeling like stressed out. Yeah. By the way that you're like loading the dishwasher, it's not like yeah. a, it's not like a race. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like right. I and this is actually like a big hang up that Alice and I have had is sort of like the way in which uh time is used in order to enjoy like leisure activity. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I've talked about this on the pot before. Maybe I have. Okay. But like one of the things about me is like I cannot go for like a leisurely stroll just for the sake of like going out and doing something like Mm because it doesn't feel like I'm actively like exercising or accomplishing some type of other like higher goal or something Mm -hmm. like just the very like act of just slowly walking around a neighborhood is like man there's like so many other things that I could be doing right now like if we walked faster then we could get back to the house and start working on like you know all of those other objectives right and yeah so there's like this weird sense of like leisure time spent that I can't quite wrap my head around it's so the way you have to frame that in your mind is that leisure time like if, even if you like is is getting something done yeah and what you're getting done is relaxation and it's easy to think of relaxation as like nothing time that where nothing got done but you have to recognize the value relaxing has on your ability to do everything else so it's not like i mean it is like oh i gotta hurry up and finish relaxing like opposite that's not relaxing right but if you're like okay I'm going on a walk and this walk is going to take an hour and the point of it is to just like de-stress then that is a useful thing you're doing. Right. And if you, you know, uh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting though, because I feel like even if you were to apply this to like a vacation, like if we go to the beach, like one of the things I'm usually like, it's like, I'm excited to get outside to relax. Yeah. Like I'm excited to get outside to the beach to sit in the chair, put my headphones in and do nothing for the next three hours. Right. Like, and so I will like make haste to get to that moment and then be perfect 
perfectly okay with doing nothing right. for an extended period of time. Yeah. Because within the context of that specific vacation, that's oh. like an acceptable way yes. for time to be spent. Uh, yeah. But then on the flip side, like if you're at like Disney World and you like walk into the parks, all of a sudden it's like, I need to get as much out, as, oh. out of being here as Di- I possibly can. Disney World is its own beast because of the nature of Disney World. Where you're absolutely right. It is not a relaxing vacation. It's like in the park. I mean, not that you're not going to have fun. Right. But it's not like going to the beach. Or it's not like hurry up and relax. It's like hurry up. Every second here is costing us like several dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like like the act of being at Disney World, especially if you're not like from Orlando or something. Right. It's like, you know, we have to fly there. We have to like rent, you know, rooms at the resorts or whatever. And you're there. And, you know, it's expensive to go to the parks. And everything is, it's it's such an experience expensive trip that to not be getting maximum value out of every single moment feels like a complete waste of time. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty much, that's pretty much like, like what it comes down to. Yeah. And yeah. So I don't know. That's, I think that that's typically where for me, it's almost like if I'm on vacation in a dedicated space where it's like, it's okay to be doing nothing for an extended period of time, then I can fully embrace it. But I feel like even on like a Tuesday afternoon or something like after work, if we're like walking the dogs before dinner, or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not leisure time. Not it's leisure like, time for it's, you. I cannot shift in and out of that gear. It's like, it's, it's basically like all or nothing. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like another thing you can work on. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. It sounds like, yeah, this is interesting. The difference in our personalities is very much like, oh no, that's, that's Jay. That's part of who he is. I will, I will understand that and absorb mm-hmm. the specific things that make you, you. And yeah. your take on it is, yeah, Ben should probably change and be different. <laughs> I, it's I'm I'm not saying you should change or need to change. It sounds like you're wanting to change and you're wondering whether or not it's possible and whether or not this is just part of you or if it's like a changeable thing. So I it's so I I understand. I'm not saying you need to change. I'm saying if you're interested, I think these are things you could work on and change and change. Okay, I see. Oh, okay, that's a much nicer way to put it. Yeah. Okay, okay. I like that. I like that more. I like that more. Okay. Sorry, I'm not trying to come across as geez, Ben. Just be better at life. Just be better at life. Just be better at how life. How hard could it possibly be? Yeah. Speaking of how hard could it possibly be, let's switch gears entirely okay. here because we talked a few weeks ago mm. about some of our favorite like sports teams <sighs> and like people who we've looked up to in life uh, who ultimately the- like may have let us down in a way where it's like it's like man how are you supposed to have heroes if every time you have heroes they're the washington redskins oh my gosh yeah i know what you mean yes i remember this conversation yes okay but we so have an update we do have an update which yes. is which is very exciting um in that it was announced this morning we don't actually even know what it will be yet but the washington redskins are going to be changing their name it, i i'm so excited i am so excited like i know this is okay this this has been the weirdest thing for me because growing up, we've always sort of had this like weird situation where we are, we, we supported the football team from Washington because it's the one basically close and closest in proximity to us. Right. And so it's just the team that we selected that we support. But then like our dad, on the other hand, grew up in, you know, like the New England area. New York. Yeah. Yeah. And so his team inherently was the New England Patriots who fittingly are very good, but then have their own myriad of, you know, scandal, uh, alleged scandals. Exactly. Alleged. Alleged Um, deflate gate. My gosh. Like the Colts had any chance in that game anyway. (laughs) It's it's true. It's true. Um, But uh, with this, I feel like 
like very frequently, New England is very good. Washington has tended to not be as good. That and, is how I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think history would actually yeah back up that claim, that, yeah. that belief. Um, so I've always felt sort of like 50-50 on the fence here a little bit. Like it's always sort of like, I've got my team that I can root for that consistently wins. And it's like, it's very easy to be a fan because it like, you know, you're supporting a team that consistently is like in the Super Bowl right. or at least in the playoffs. And then you've got like the other team that you root for until about like week, you know, nine in the season. And basically all the people are saying like, well, technically they could still win this and this other team could lose this and then they'd have to tie this. And, you know, there's like some weird, bizarre circumstance that never ends up happening. And basically right. Washington is out. I am like so prepared, depending on what they come up with, to become a diehard fan. Oh, right. And it, there could not be a better time given our situation. Yeah. Because to like... For the uh, the time span where we've been growing up, to have been a New England Patriots fan, it's basically to have been a fan of the the Patriots during the Tom Brady era. Yes. Right. Yep. And so, in many ways, it's very difficult for me to like disassociate like Tom Brady from the Patriots. And like right now, it because. In case you're not up to date on sports, uh, Tom Brady left the Patriots. He did. And is now going to be playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. And the, just the weirdest move ever. That's all. Yes. Man, that's a whole different thing we could talk about. But so it's like, okay, am I still rooting? It's It feels weird to continue. Not that it's weird to continue to rooting for New England, but like that was sort of like your boy. Right. Right there. And at, simultaneously, Washington is going to get a new name, which is like, it's like, it's like a brand new Washington at the same exact moment where the Patriots ceased, are like... Yeah, they cease to be the Patriots as we knew them. Yeah, cease to be the Patriots as you knew them. So there's like a little bit of like excitement. Yes. Yeah, in ter- yeah. In, in terms of like what... I, it just... I'm afraid to even say this out loud, but it, it sometimes feels like a, a good a good brand new coat of paint on a team can work wonders for them. It does feel that way. You know? Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. And knock on wood and any other thing that you can do, yeah. walk under a ladder, break a mirror, you know, uh-huh. all, all the stuff people tell you to do. <laughs> I, those are for bad luck. Fix your leg. Yeah, fix your leg. <laughs> no, so like, this is the thing, though. I'm like, I am on like pins and needles right now because there is this opportunity. And you're exactly right. Like the Patriots are about to maybe be a team that like is something that I can remember very fondly, like having yeah. been a fan of during this huge period of time where it was like so triumphant and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always sort of had like the, you know, the hometown team that was always so hard to root for. And they've, they've got this sort of like, you know, messy history attached to them. And it's like, it's been problematic on its best days. Yeah. Like you don't like, I've never really wanted to like wear the merch because sure. it felt like perpetuating something that like, wasn't, you know, that, you know, that you wanted to. Right. It was like, it's like, uh, this is the team. It's the one I grew up with, but like stop. And and so now it's like, I am so terrified that what is going to happen is that they're going to come out with a new name that has its own other problem. Oh. And I'm like, I'm mortified. I'm like, I, I want it to be so You're like good. so nervous. Yes, I'm like, so nervous. You, do, you guys like, you guys could do it. You guys could do it. Right. And, and all of all of the colonels out there are all willing, I'm speaking for everyone right now, yeah. uh, to become fans of this newfound team. Yeah. We're, we're all just stoked. It's like, we're all going to go in on it together. There's so many layers to it. I've seen some of like, because to me, this was like, there, there's a bunch of ways they could go about it where they can just, they can keep like the same logo and just change the name to a more appropriate phrase. Sure. Like I've seen like, like just like the Washington Warriors would probably, you know, it might be like a more appropriate type. Title, sure. And you could keep the same logo, but then you have all this problem with the logo where it's like lost its trademark. So it seems like to me, if I'm Washington, I probably want to change the logo so people don't keep profiting off of my stuff themselves. Yes. Yeah. I think I think you just go into a 
completely yeah completely complete, different direction. yeah you want i think completely change it as well but then it's like uh where 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 do they go with it like do they should they continue to try and honor like american indians or like like as like um i don't know making up for it or should it just be a complete that's change a, of pace that's the thing i i don't know yeah I, like this is i i mean maybe there's a part of me that's like glad that i don't have to be involved with that because it would seem like a you know a, oh, a multi-layered decision dicey. for all of its own i'm so curious to see how it unfolds though i know but here's the other weird thing about mascots is that like it seems like there are strangely few available options in the world to be mascots for things like i would be willing to bet someone else out there their mascot of their high school is the Knights. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. And and like, or the Hornets yeah. or like- The what, Patriots. The Titans. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, there are, yeah, those are literally all names of mascots just in our school district. Oh, you're right. I was, did you say Titans? Yeah. 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 Like that's the, that's the school, Hidden Valley High School in Roanoke, Virginia. That is their mascot. That's their mascot. And then it's like, you know, you've got like, remember the Titans and then you've got the Tennessee Titans. Right. And it's like, how are there so many teams named after the Titans? And it's because it's so hard to come up with a cool logo. It's, I think- It is I, difficult. I think there's a team in the, uh, Arkansas, are they the Razorbacks or something? I've always thought that yeah. was kind of like a cool, different one. That is one. a good one. Razorbacks um, is unique. Yeah. Hokies, very unique. Very unique. Just gonna put it out there. Yeah, absolutely. Go Hokies. Uh, what is, there's another one. I think there's like a, like a frog of some type, like, uh, like a- Oh, is this like Northwestern, right? Is that there? Isn't there? Mm, there's like a horned toad or something. A horned toad. Something like yeah, that. That's a good one. No, Northwestern's like a bobcat. Oh, so many, th anything with cat at the end, like wildcats or bobcats, it's just like, okay, try again. Try again. I'm try sorry. again. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, that's okay. All right, you can do better. Right, right. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I think we've we've talked about it. Uh, have we talked about our our name? Actually, our little brother Tyler came up with it for the Washington team. Oh, oh, oh. sure. The, uh, the Warthogs. The Warthogs. Uh, I I'm okay with Washington Warthogs. That sounds fun. I because I believe. Well, uh, to me, it's a good one because you could relic. You could pretty much even keep the same color scheme if you wanted. Sure. And uh, it's alliterative, which is fun. And there's already a diehard group of Washington football fans who dress like pigs. Right? Okay. Oh, yeah, They're yeah, yeah. called the Hogs. So, so it's already something. There's something there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how native to uh, the D.C. area warthogs are. You think they're gonna have to pick something? That's the other thing. Is like, are you? I'm a little afraid they're gonna go like to D.C. with it. Because there's like, you know, the Capitals and the Nationals. The like, Washington sidewalks. The Washington. <laughs> I love it. I'm afraid we're going to end up with like the like Washington monuments or something, you know? Oh, you know what I mean? The like, Washington monuments. Be, Goodness me. One of these is going to be correct. And we, <laughs> as of recording this, it has not been announced yet. Right now it is currently 1 p.m. Monday, July 13th. Mm -hmm. And... So it hasn't been announced. But yeah, so we need we need good predictions. We need good predictions for what the NFL team for Washington, D.C. should be. But yeah, okay, if you're listening, yeah. people in charge, then uh, if you pick the right name, then you will have my full-fledged fan. Do I, oh. I, will, I will like, I will like oh, be man. so in. I will buy 
jerseys and flags and I may even put a bumper sticker on my car. You would never. I can't imagine that at all. A bumper sticker. A bumper sticker. Uh, that doesn't seem very Ben Garland. Whatever happened to bumper stickers anyway? Oh, there is, oh man, we could talk about that for a sec. But yeah, I'm, I'm so curious to see what Washington lands on. Do you, there's like, oh, there's just so many interesting layers to it. Like, do you think they'll have the same color scheme? Will they still go for like the burgundy and gold? Or will they go new? So you can, new logo, new colors, new name. Do you think all three? Yes. Yes. I think all three. Okay. Yeah. But so then you have the pitfall of like, are they going to go like red, white, and blue for Washington? Probably. Oh, man. Yeah. I think that's can, exactly what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. A, like, it's, it's like, there's something about it where I always want teams to be so clever and also, and like not do the obvious thing. Sure. Like the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> orange and brown. Yes. The Cleveland Browns. Ugh. Like, I don't know why your helmets are orange. Please tell me why your name is brown and your helmet is orange. Brown also, helmets would be pretty hideous. Brown helmets. Also, but why browns? Like, there's probably a very good history to it. But Hopefully. There's not a good history to the Cleveland Brown football team. So if anyone needs a fresh coat of paint. It could be them. That could be literally any other color. Right. <laughs> You know what we should go with, guys? <laughs> brown. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, boy. So, okay, no. The other thing, though, is, like, Sorry, I... Sorry, Browns fans. Yeah, no. Um, I love <laughs> when... I, I'm, like, I actually am strangely obsessed. This is, like, like with the jerseys, you know, like, the yeah. look. So, like, the Oregon Ducks Yeah. is, like, Bill Bowerman, who I guess founded the Nike company, yeah. was the track and field coach at Oregon. Right. And... As a result, somehow, maybe maybe this is not even related to the Nike like lineage or whatever, but they end up having the coolest jerseys, helmets, everything. Oh, no, and they're this like, is a hundred percent. This has to be related. Has to be related. Has to be related. Um, but so yeah, week in, week out, they literally have completely unique jerseys every single time. They're amazingly cool. Yeah. And so that's what I want. I want I want the Washington team to adopt that. 100%. Okay. It I, seems like that... I, I want that to be their trademark, is cool jerseys. Is cool jerseys. I think that so far they have competition because it seems like, and fittingly, the NFL team that already benefits, I would argue probably from the exact same phenomenon, is the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Based on their proximity to Nike HQ. Yep. Which I only assume is still in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, well, of but course. I, be, I have no idea. The, I'm assuming it's still just Bowerman with his waffle maker in the garage. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> he's, just, he's just out there all the time. That's Okay, yeah, for those of you who don't know, that was like kind of the cool thing about what he came up with was like the waffle tread pattern. Yeah. And he was literally using a waffle iron and like rubber to like make these molds. Right. For his track shoes. Yeah. And he has this whole argument about how like obviously if the shoes weigh less, that's like 50 pounds of weight you didn't carry oh. on the track. And it's just like, yeah, duh. Yeah, duh. But, but someone had to think of it first. And I guess he did. There so, you go. There, there you go. go. That was a really good idea. Now, now Nike exists. There you go. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Jay, there's one last thing. Thing. Switching gears again. Okay. <laughs> There's one last thing that I want to tell you about, and this comes from uh, listener Robin Farian. Okay. Um, last time, last week on the pop, we were talking about how you, at some point in your life, have this aspiration to be involved with horses. Yeah, to own a horse. To own a horse. Popcorn want... at the movies. Popcorn at the movies. Yeah. That would be the name of the horse. Yeah. And a lot of people actually gave us some really fantastic feedback talking about the difference between like ponies and horses yeah. and how it has to do with the number of hands tall that they are. Oh. A hand is a unit of measurement and it's like it sounds like approximately 14 hands is the dividing line between whether or not it's a horse or a 
pony, I think, okay. if I understood correctly. Okay. I read the emails, guys. Yeah. I hear you. Um, but one of the concerns that I expressed, and I might be able to elaborate on the story a little bit further, is my fear of walking behind a horse. Right. Because at one point in my life, it was told to me that if you walk behind a horse, it might kick you. Yeah. And that would be very painful because they're like, you know, large, Several powerful. Several ton animals. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so somebody, Robin, reached out and said that you can walk behind horses, but the rule of thumb is that you should always pat the horse's butt when you walk behind one so it knows you're there, basically just telling the horse, hey, I'm back here. Oh, To which hey. I think, well, great advice, Robin. This is almost to me the, the exact opposite of right. what I would ever have considered doing, which is telling the horse that I'm there, which I would fear would startle it, which would then result in it kicking me. Right. Is this, is this Robin offering a very useful piece of advice or totally trolling you so you can get kicked in the face? <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. You'll never know. I'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so this is the thing. Yeah. It's like, is this, is this good advice or is it like, hey, walk behind a horse and pat its butt, see what happens yeah yeah oh yeah you know the way you get around that just pat its butt yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because otherwise what a cool joke though i know what it's really it's really quite clever yeah because what better way uh, what what else is what other reason is the horse how is it detecting your proximity I, I imagine it has something to do with the horse's tail something like affecting its tail i'm not sure it can just feel its butt Ma no I mean, surely it could feel yeah. its butt yeah i mean yeah. like anything right people I think i think it's hard to imagine this is the appropriate thing to do because if a stranger walked behind you and touched your butt the last thing you do is be like, oh, good. Okay, don't kick. <laughs> don't kick. If anything, what I do do is kick. Right. Like, Every whoa! single time. Also, I just said doo-doo, which I think was just funny, given Nailed the context it. of it. <sighs> but no, okay, so I was thinking about this. I didn't tell, like, my backstory to it. But growing up, there was this really bizarre story about someone in our world uh, where the what I was told is that they were kicked in the face by a horse. Ouch. Which ultimately, I believe, just wasn't true. Oh, but there was like, I think it was somebody who was like on our like seven or eight year old uh, soccer team who had, I believe it was just like a birthmark on their face. Okay. And it, so all it really was, was just like this, like kind of like one of their cheeks was like red. Right. And a, it, it was not really all that remarkable at all. But I think this is like one of those things where a kid was like, Hey, yeah. Like, you know, what happened to that person? They, they walked behind a horse and got kicked and that's why their face is red. And so like in my mind, that is like, I was like, Oh man, Boy. not only do you not want to get kicked kicked but like it has lasting you know wow like yeah and like young impressionable ben who knew nothing about horses received all of the wrong bits of information all of the wrong bits over something that is like completely right unimportant anyway yeah you know and and so i think that that was like it's it's this strange thing where it's like some very unqualified person gave me an explanation for something that isn't even a big deal that like permeated into like my adult life it was like yeah. like the ripple effect right it started as this like one thing that someone said in line as we were taking turns for penalty kicks right and to this day right isn't it terrible when you come across things like that like that somehow some uninformed kid told you a fact about like such a nonsensical thing like while while the cement was still wet and like you just that's exactly you it. just accepted it and you were like i guess that's just how things are and then you never visited it again until an adult and you're like, well, there's this really solid piece of cement in my brain that says horses kick you. Horses kick you, and, and it's a bad thing. And it's a bad thing. Yeah. So that's the truth. 
That's, yeah, right. No, not the truth. Just, right. just someone who was seven. But at the same time, when I was seven, that was my peer, you know? like Yeah. But like, I feel like so often it is exactly stuff like this that people are so afraid to stop like believing or something. Like, no, I've believed this for so long. It has to be true. And if you're telling me anything different, buns glazing. Buns glazing. You got to take your good old fashioned brain scissors yeah. from your brain desk. Yep. You know, take them out of the coffee mug. Yeah. And snip that line. Keep your scissors in a coffee mug. Of course I keep On them in your, a, in your brain desk. In my brain desk with yeah. a bunch of highlighters that are dried out. Cool. Some ballpoint pens, pencils, <laughs> mechanical pencils that have no lead. Right. Yeah, that's... You can just throw all that away, Ben. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Well, Is it all... <laughs> it's cluttering my desk for yeah, no reason. You gotta clear that cash, my man. My okay, man. okay, okay, okay. All right, guys. Well, I know we've covered a whole bunch of different topics on this week's episode of The Pop, but if you guys have any feedback for us at all, be sure to send any and all of your thoughts to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. I do check out your emails and I appreciate all your feedback. Also, I want to give a huge thank you to the following patrons who are now supporting us over on Patreon. If you'd like to support us, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash popcornculture. This week's patrons are Mackenzie Jacobs, The Voice. Voice of Reason, James Jaworski, Bailey Marcus, Christy James, Rebecca Bates, Felix Bergman, Andrew Shadell, and Madeline Tyrell. Madeline Tyrell. It's the second patron named Madeline today where we haven't known how to say their last name. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. we were doing the J versus Ben for the Super Carlin Brothers channel, and one of our Quizmaster questions was from someone named either Madeline or Madeline. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I always say Madeline because we knew a girl named Madeline growing up, but it's totally possible that other Madelines go by Madeline. Maybe it was just set into your concrete. It totally was. It totally was. It totally was. Also, I said Andrew Scheidel. Uh, it could be Shittle? Shy, sh- I don't, I'm not really sure. Yeah. But Andrew, I see you. Could be Andrew. A- Andrew. Andrew. Good point. Who's Good point. Say? Who is to say? Right? Never want to be presumptuous. Never. 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 We should re-say all the names in as many different... No. Very right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make... Buckle up, everybody. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Pop, pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.